everyone. Welcome to another edition of Turned Out of Punk. I'm your host, Damien Abraham, and once again, I'm bringing you a conversation with someone who grew up listening to punk, may or may not still be involved in punk, but had their life changed by the genre in a major way. And today on the show, my new buddy, Heather Gable of the band Hyde. More on that in one second. But first, if you want to get in touch with me, you can head over to the email address turnedoutapunkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at turned out or facebook.com slash turn out a punk. Both of those are run by my brother and show producer, Tristan Abraham and guest booker extraordinaire and, and just all around, all around great, great little sibling. So thank you, Tristan, for all your hard work. There's also a way to get in touch with me and that is on various forms of social media at left for Damien. When I say various, I mean, Instagram and, and Twitter. There's not really anything else I'm using at all. So, um, uh, but that, but you find me there. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, the best way of supporting this show is by letting everyone you know know that there's this podcast going on out there that they might be into. Also, you can support the show by going over to patreon.com slash turned out a punk. There's a bunch of incentives there for, for contributing and supporting the show and very, very much appreciate anyone who does that. You can also support the show by subscribing to it and rating it on your platform of choice. And, uh, and that's, that's really about it, but let people know that you like this podcast. That, I think that's the best way to spread the word. I still, still stand by it, you know, as, as, the years go by. Speaking of support, this show would not be possible without the kind, loving support of the fine folks at Vans. Vans came aboard and said, you make this show, we'll support you doing it. You don't have to do it out of your pocket and book whoever you want. I love you, Vans. Thank you. And, uh, that, well, that's it. That's it. Okay, on to today's show. Today on the show, Heather Gable. Heather Gable is the vocalist in the group Hyde, uh, a an artist, uh, a vocalist that I'm a huge fan of. I, I really dig her vocal stylings in that group. And there's been always something about that band that I've, I've dug. And I knew it was probably like some sort of like punk thing that was running through it. And, you know, now talking to Heather, oh my gosh, is there a lot of punk stuff that runs throughout that band? Uh, if you haven't heard Hyde, I strongly recommend checking them out, uh, on Deus Records. But this conversation goes all sorts of places. Heather is someone who, you know, really is someone who winds up connecting a lot of scenes through travels and living in different places and goes to a lot of cool stuff super early. Uh, this is a fun, really fun conversation. So I'm not going to ramble on anymore. Everyone, please sit back, relax, and enjoy Heather Gable on Turned Out a Punk. <sighs> Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks well, for having me. Well, I really appreciate <laughs> you giving me this, you know, and I know how rare this time is as a parent, this like rare window of freedom that we all have. So I, I appreciate you surrendering it to the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> well, I'm going to start this off the way I start them all off, which is, Heather, how'd you get into punk? Do you remember the first time you ever came across the genre? Ah, uh, I would say probably like uh, in high school, but it wasn't real punk. It was like, oof. Okay, so like Green Day and like No Effects, like stuff like that, you mm -hmm. know, where mm -hmm. like it was like stuff that my friends were into. Um, and I was like, ah, it didn't uh, like I would like go see those bands um, like Rancid and stuff like early 90s, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
but I didn't really like, uh, I didn't really connect with it, you know, like it was just like the shows that I had rides to, like that my friends were going to, but I kind of had like, I had like a start. I went to Catholic school and I, then I went to public high school and I met like some people, uh, you know, I don't know. I knew people who were into like other kinds of music, like this cool guy in my art class made me like a, a mixtape that was like seven seconds on one side and crass on the other side. And that, that was cool. Like that was That's the awesome. first time I heard crass. Yeah, totally. But I didn't really like connect with what like people were like, Oh, this is like punk. And I was like, okay. But I was like, how can this be punk? If there's like, if like crass was a band and, and there was like, I don't know. I didn't get it. How, <laughs> how it was like, there was any sort of like, uh, like linear sort of, like some any lineage like really there like um and i started listening to like just like sad music because but i also liked well no i liked i i was into like econo christ i really liked him like born again the best like, bands ever that like those yeah yeah <laughs> i love born again so I would oh always yeah put, we always we, we um i always put i'm like blanking on his name right now but, but uh Oh, Sam McFeeders. I always put the singer. Yeah, I always put Sam McFeeders on the list when we when we play his town. But like, um, just <laughs> like as a joke, I don't know. I love I love that band. We covered, uh, we played like this house show in Toronto um, over the summer, and we covered Well Fed Fuck. It oh, that's so awesome. That, yeah, I also I also think Ben from Econochrist has one of the best voices ever in hardcore. <laughs> yeah 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 ben, yeah ben's a good friend of mine so i'm laughing because i'm like ben says like the stupidest shit with this voice <laughs> but i <laughs> just like hanging out but i love ben so much and i loved his band it was when i mm-hmm. moved to oakland like he lived upstairs and i was like oh shit you know and then i met him and i was like this fucking guy like give me a break because i really like his band <laughs> when i was like 15 you know (laughs) and when like before that like when you were just you know like the stuff that you said you didn't really connect with like sort of of the more epifat kind of stuff that was happening like where were people getting into that stuff was it just part of the green day explosion that it happened or was there like other sources for kids getting into it around you i don't know i mean i think like that stuff was all really popular right before it got like mainstreamly popular right and Mm -hmm. just like I didn't really have that many friends like my boyfriend at that time. Like that's, he was into like tons of stuff, but like, that's what like, like I would go to the record store with him and like, just kind of like, I started, you know, like, I don't know. I found, I remember I found like a rudimentary peanut record that I liked. And then I was like, Oh, I would start like checking like who the bands thanked and stuff like that. And like find things that way. But I think those bands were already like pretty popular. Like, cause Mm -hmm. Uh, we would go see them like when they played small, like I saw Branson in like a tiny basement, you know, like, really? a, like of a, of a college. Yeah. Like before Lars was in the band and then like, like I saw Jawbreaker at the same place. I was, I was 16 and I had chicken pox and my boyfriend like wouldn't stand next to me. Calves <laughs> <laughs> all over my body. <laughs> at a Jawbreaker show? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's somehow fun. like it sounds like a jawbreaker song, like the lyrics to a jawbreaker right? song you're describing. Yeah, yeah, I could see, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> yeah. You're glossing over that. That would have been an amazing time to see Rancid, like as a no, three-piece. it's true. 
Yeah. I mean, like a lot of these bands, like I ended up having like weird experiences with like later in life though, where I was just like, it's so weird. Like ever, like these were like these sort of like, like I ended up like working for some of them and then just like, like being friends with some of them Mm -hmm. and like, just having like weird experiences with, with some of them as well. But like, uh, I don't know. It, it was, it, they're, they're, I understand like why all those bands got really popular. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> you know wasn't your I mean? punk. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I didn't see myself like in, I like, it's like representation wise, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't connect with anything is like boob jokes or like, I don't know. It's just like, didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. Yeah. No, it, it, and you're like, <laughs> well, you're right. Like it, a lot of it is, is, was super sophomoric. Like, you know, you think back yeah. to those early Blink-182 records and it's like, yeah, they they weren't necessarily the most welcoming records. Yeah, I mean, and what I I think like like sort of like a problem that I have with a lot of those bands like now is like they still do like the exact same thing. And it's been like I mean, a long time. A very fucking long time, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And it's like I get like you're rewarded for this that you do and so you like keep doing it, but it's like I don't know. I think it's weird to not sort of like grow up as an artist or to just, but you know what? Like that's a thing like that. I've certainly feel like I've learned like doing like working for bands and then like doing, doing my band now is like, everyone's in this like for totally different reasons. Mm -hmm. And there's like some like comment, you know, some pretty like popular reasons. And then there's like, there's like less popular reasons, you know, like Mm -hmm. less people have like those sort of things in common, but But like, like in that, you know, it's like still such a fucking boys club, all that stuff. It's like, I see these lineups and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like what fucking year is it? You know what I mean? It's, it's weird also. Cause like, you know, there was obviously like progressive ish leaning bands in that scene. And, and, you know, but like for the most part, some of these bands seem to have regressed. Like it seems like the politics were mm-hmm. a more progressive at other points than they are now in the present day, which seems so to step with the times. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty out of touch with all that stuff nowadays, but like um I could I mean that may, that that's that sounds about right. <laughs> From like what little little pieces I glean, you know. <laughs> well, on to more positive stuff. Like so you mentioned you found like, you know, the cure, which I totally put in the punk rock category, right? Like um Oh yeah, well. for sure. Definitely. Um, like they're like older, like sassy stuff is like so uh, it's so good it's like Mm -hmm. it's like such like shitty punk you know they're just like fuck you it's super effective (laughs) yeah i think it's also like it's like the 90s were you know like another time where it was everything was super codified again but like you know you think back to that first wave where you know like susie and the banshees and and at the same time you had like rich kids and you had like the clash and the pistols and x-ray specs and they were all just punk bands yeah, yeah. Oh, where'd, really. you, where'd you hear The Cure for the first time? Uh, I bought, like, one of their tapes at this record store by my house in high school. Well, or maybe the kid, my friend across the street, her older brother was into, like, he was into The Cure and, like, Echo and the Bunny Men and stuff like that. So I probably heard of them, like, from him. Mm-hmm. 
And then I like bought one of their tapes for like three dollars at the record <laughs> store by my house. And then I would go back and like keep buying them until I had all of them. <laughs> what was like you know, what was the first band you you saw live that you really kind of like connected with, do you think? It was the cure. I was like yeah, like uh, my first year of high school, I like they were they were playing, and I like bought tickets, you know, like from Ticketmaster. But then I was like, how am I gonna get there? Like, I didn't know any. I knew like one person, a couple of people at my school liked the Cure, but they all graduated. Like they were seniors, and I was a freshman. And this guy Justin told me he would give me a ride. But, like, I didn't know him or anything, you know? And I remember, like, a week before, like, finding his number and being like, hey, can I still get a ride? And <laughs> I went with him and his girlfriend. And uh, it was at, you know, it was at, like, where, like, the Pistons play. Like, it was at, like, this huge place. And I was like, oh, that's weird that it's there. Like, they'll probably just have it, like like curtained off like it'll be like a really small part of the room yeah and i got there and i was like holy shit like i couldn't believe that that many people had like heard of the cure because <laughs> like <laughs> i just didn't know any i just didn't like i wasn't like tapped in you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. i didn't know what the fuck was going on i was just like whoa what the fuck they were so good and they played with cranes open for them it was so sick what were but like, I was just like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> My mouth was just, it's okay. My mouth was just like hanging open the whole time. I was like, oh, this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> what record was that on? Do you remember? Um, Like, it would have been before Blood Flowers. Blood Flowers. I think it was like, right, it was probably like before Blood Flowers. Or yeah. Like right on Blood Flowers. I don't really know. They're I don't like, remember. They're like one of the best bands ever and they play forever, which is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, so I saw them then and then I saw them like 10 years later when I lived in, when I lived in Oakland, like, uh, AFI was playing with them when they did that, like, mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was called, but I went to that and I saw them and that was really cool. And I was like, they played a bunch of different stuff. I mean, it had been like 10 years <laughs> and it was incredible. But then I drove them at Riot Fest because I do like art. I drive like artist transpo for festivals when, when I'm like not doing other stuff like for money, you know? <laughs> and uh, I drove them for like a couple days and it was such a trip. Were they cool? <laughs> so I was like, they were the coolest band I've ever driven. Oh, that's like, awesome. Like everyone, yeah, no, they were incredible. They were like funny. They like wanted to hang out after. They were like, they were. It was amazing. I was like, God, if, I was like, please don't let this suck. <laughs> like, I'm, it's really going to fuck me up. Like, yeah. they were so nice. Like, they all sat on, like, one bench in the van because they brought, like, a bunch of people with them and there wasn't enough room. And they just all, like, sat next to each other, which, like, doesn't sound like a big deal. But, like, <laughs> so many bands, like, everyone needs their own vehicle. And these guys have been doing this together for so long. It was, like... It was cool. Yeah. Robert Smith was like, he was talking to me and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, Robert, like, Robertson is talking to me right now about like a song on the radio. Like, it was amazing. But they were really, they were really nice. That's awesome. No, because like, you know, yeah. like you said there's a lot riding on it because, and you, you and I both know, there's a lot of times where they don't turn out to be cool when you meet your heroes. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, totally. Like. Yeah, I, I drove Nine Inch Nails, too, and it was the same situation. I was like, well, 
I hope this doesn't suck. <laughs> but like, I really need the money. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I was like ran for that. I was like the runner for like a few when they were rehearsing and stuff. And then to remember the festival, but like, so nice. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I was just like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I can still listen to this guilt free. Oh. Yeah. I, I can't separate the art from the artist. No. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not there, you know? <laughs> it's hard. It's so, like, and, like, you know, and not, maybe you shouldn't, right? Because if bad people make bad art, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It's just, I can't anymore. I'm just like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, back to before, um, before this era, I mean, like, so who were some of the local bands in Detroit that were kind of going at that time that you remember? And, we're, sorry, were you going to these shows... Were they downtown Detroit at this point? Like the the, uh, the Rancid show and the and like these other bands? Yeah, like that Rancid show and the and that Jawbreaker show are at this place called Grounds, and it was like this straight edge coffee shop. Like, or this this kid Eric Z did shows. He was like this straight edge kid, and he did shows at this spot that was like in the basement of it was U of D, like University of Detroit, but it was like. I don't know if it was like a Catholic school or if it was like a just like a fancy private school or whatever, but like he could do shows there. And I remember like Shelter played there. There's like there were shows there. He booked like a bunch of cool stuff. I saw Guilt there. Whoa. Like, yeah, it was a cool. It was there were and there was stuff downtown. It was like Trumbull House or it's called like Trumbull Plex or Trumbull Theater. I don't know what it's called now, but like there was like a DIY like anarchist kind of style place like that's still there now in Detroit like that I saw cool shows at like I saw um Las Mordidas like you know that guy Chris who's in uh Circus Lupus and Skull Control okay yeah yeah like he had some band there were like 10 people there like (laughs) it was there was cool it was cool like there was a lot of good stuff going on then and there was this place Hamtramck House that did shows all the time. There was a bunch of cool stuff. There were like tons of raves too that I would like go to by accident. <laughs> My <laughs> friends would be like, so and so is having a party. And we'd get there and I'd be like, this is a fucking rave, you guys. And they'd be like, whatever. <laughs> I'd be like, damn it. But sometimes <laughs> it was sick. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I was like, oh, whatever. But then I'd be like, that person's hair is cool. Like, whatever. You know? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was like it was like when like ravers suck was a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is lame, but I was like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> well, it was like, yeah, it was, you, you had to kind of like you know, it comes up on the show a lot, but like you know, much more than today, where you know, it, just limited resources, you had to pick a team or a camp. Like, yes, I never like. I don't know. Like I feel like I never. I didn't really like ever fit in enough, and I still feel like this. Really, like I never. It was like. I'm this, like, I'm straight edge, even though, like, in high school, I was, like, technically straight edge, but I was, like, all these straight edge kids are assholes, but, like, all these people that drink are jerks, you know, like, but I never, like, (laughs) felt, and I didn't get, like, I remember people being, like, you can't like the Smiths and the Cure, and I was, like, well, that's fine, I like the Cure, but, like, how come, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I never, and I think, I feel like people still do that now, you know, like, it's like better. I think it's better now. Better. There's like, yeah, yeah, there's like a lot of crossover, like, especially with like stuff like what we're doing and, and like punk, like Mm -hmm. there's like way more crossover now, which is cool. But still like when we play like 
a punk show or like with all, you know, like, like a punk fest, right? It's like half the, half the crowd will like leave before we play. And it's like, yeah, we don't have Mohawks, but like our songs are about political issues that you might be interested in. <laughs> you well, know and, what and I it's mean? aggressive, right? Like it, it, that's the thing that, yeah. Um, we're like at the time, cause there's like, well, you know, that's a wild thing about Detroit is there's just so much stuff happening at the same time. Like in the time period we're talking yeah. about, there's like thoughts by Inesco. There's like suicide machines. There's oh, yeah, like totally. cold as life. Yes. There's like all that shit. Totally. Those were like my friends too. Like Derek, I've known like Derek, I printed like patches for <laughs> suicide machines when I was going to school. I went to art school in Detroit for like a year Yeah, and I, uh, I would like sneak bands in and we'd make patches <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> in the silk screening room. Yeah, totally. I would go see those bands. Like the, uh, there was like a place called Zoots, like right across the street from where I lived when I moved to downtown and they had like all those, like, I guess they're emo bands, but it was like hardcore. I thought, but I don't know. Um, all that stuff, like the, like thoughts by Nesco mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like, like empathy, like, mm-hmm. A bunch. It was there was a ton of there was a ton of stuff and Cold as Life and ICP was like a band oh, yeah. then and they would play all these free shows and like they'd be they would like flyer outside of other shows and it'd be like you know get in free and like I would go sometimes just because it was free like what <laughs> were those shows like, like? like they were insane they were insane I mean I don't know what it's like to see them now but they yeah. were just like they would have all these like crazy weird, like it's probably the same. They would just have like, you know, crazy weird, like hype people like going <laughs> crazy, like throwing, they would throw like fake shoots of acid out into the crowd. <laughs> they probably, I don't know if they do this stuff, but they did the like soda. They would spray Fago everywhere. Yeah. Like, um, and what else? They, I think I was probably kind of the same, but it was like, you know, not big venues and there wouldn't be that many people there or there would be like, it was it was like going to the renaissance fair because there were like so many <laughs> freaks in the mix you know yeah it was really fun you know like and it was cool to just see like all these different like all these sort of like different kind of weirdos like all doing their own things and i remember there was a place there was this at saint andrews they had like when there wasn't a show they would have this night three floors of fun and like the basement would be industrial and like goth and then the main floor would be like like hip hop and mm-hmm. like rap and then upstairs was like techno and it was so sick because <laughs> like most people just stuck to like one floor but i would like go to all the floors and like keep the scene and i was like this is cool so like options i've always been like fascinated by like those i early like yeah like an early icp show before there's like the cult around the band mm-hmm. like was it just like were people into it? Did they just have like their own fan base, or was it just like uh, like as you're saying, were like a lot of people there just to kind of like see, check out this weird thing that was happening? Uh, I was like, mo- no, it was like mostly people that were into them. Okay, for sure, yeah, like people go, just everyone was like stoked, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like going off. Like we would, I would like hang back. <laughs> Did it cross over at all? Like, were there ever punk shows with them playing? Or was it, like, a no. a separate thing? Mm-hmm. No, no. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, just saying, we would totally play Gathering of the Juggalos. And I know, like, oh, yeah. the other bands, they want to play. Like, Boy Harsher. Like, we've talked about it with Boy Harsher. They want to play. I want to go for There's the like... wrestling. They have so much great wrestling every year that I would love to see. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just like I don't know. I guess there's like a Christian slant, but I'm not totally sure about it. And then there's like some like like homophobic kind of vibes, but then the whole thing is everyone is welcome and they don't judge people. So I don't really know. It's like a little tricky, but um, you know. I think it's the a world, I guess. <laughs> I, I, and I think it's a culture that's just expanded to such a point now where there's just like right. all different types of people in it. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated from afar by it because mm-hmm. it, it, like you're saying, like it's just something really different and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, for, like personally, it's wild. Like seeing like that they're like this huge band now mm-hmm. and they like put out their own records i think mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah but like knowing like that they've been up to this same like fucking weird ass clown shit for <laughs> like 30 years or something right like that makes sense yeah like at least right yeah no i'm bad at like years math but yeah i was 15 i'm 42 that's like almost yeah they're coming up to that point now yeah and it's like they're you're, like you're saying, they're like, and I think a, a lot of people in Detroit kind of, it's like, you know, even from Motown, like it's like a real st- self-starter kind of s- city, you mm-hmm. know, like people get their own mm-hmm. culture stuff going. Yeah. I mean, when I lived there, it's like, you could literally do whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> like no one would fuck with you mm-hmm. like 300%, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like that anymore, but like it's still it's still like kind of free like as far as the city goes like as far as just like the energy you know yeah absolutely who were who were some of were there any local bands that you saw that you like were really into like other than bands that you were friends with or who like were some of the bands that you eventually did kind of connect with um i mean not really not I, th- this band jacks was cool do you remember this band no. jacks they're from yeah, they're from ann arbor they were kind of like weirdo like i feel like there's some kind of like vampire connection maybe i liked them because i liked ink and dagger i love ink and dagger i was hoping you were talking about ink and dagger <laughs> oh no shit really yeah. i fucking love ink and dagger Same. that's so yeah oh yeah oh cool i mean we could talk about them for like three hours <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating band like i remember i met eric Wareheim at a party one time and i was like oh my god you were an ink and dagger and just yeah. punishing him. And he's like, yeah, I have an unedited documentary about Ink and Dagger on my computer that no one will ever see because we were terrible people. And I'm like, wow. Like, well, yeah. But you know what's cool? It's like they're not in the ba- – like it's not a band anymore, so it nope. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> like, it's, that's cool. Like, yeah. It, like you can suck now or like nothing. Yeah. And he sucks. <laughs> like, oh. like, it, like it doesn't exist. But, man, I like – I didn't know that they did a reunion and like Jeff from Thursday's thing. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I want to sing for Ink and Dagger. Like, oh. I would. I know all the songs. Give me a chance. <laughs> if I got the chance to dress up as a vampire and go on stage and sing, oh, that's like a that'd be like a rare I mean, fantasy. You can do that right now. I know, but I like you know. I think <laughs> people would be like, "Oh, he's just ripping off Ink and Dagger." But in the context of being an Ink and Dagger, know- <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know? Nobody knows who they. Are. Nobody knows who they are now. I, know. I don't think. But there's always you that know? one person. <laughs> that one. Yeah, person. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's who's the original vampire? I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, uh Vlad the Impaler, right? I think Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Davinian. I don't know. 
<laughs> um, no, but so Ink and Dagger are so sick. Oh. Like the that self-titled record. Like I mean, the seven inch, right? Like that's what got me into them. Is mm-hmm. that like drive this seven inch steak through my heart? My <laughs> like Philadelphia loving heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. It's like it holds up to. There's mm-hmm. some like emo-y parts that like I don't really want to listen to sometimes. But in the context of the whole rest of it, dude, I feel like if they were a band now, like. Like, if that self-titled record came out now, people would go fucking crazy for it. They oh, just yeah. lose their shit. It's like, if you like Daughters, like, if you like that new Daughters record, you'll fucking flip your wig for that record. Like, it's so sick. It's just like, so, and I don't like guitar stuff. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not usually, like, into, like, guitar, like, driven music, but that stuff is just like so next level like the space and like the it's so like unhinged but like smiling like it's fucking sick it's sick to me they sound like if minor threat did drugs whoa you know (laughs) thought about that it always has like this weird kind of reminds me of minor threat like in the way like I don't know, just like the attack of it. Maybe it's his vocal style too, but like it's yeah. so drugged out in like. It's, yeah, totally. That's what's so cool. It's like there's so many layers. Mm-hmm. There's like so many waves and like so many like, it like still, I'll get like goosebumps listening to it now and I've been listening to it like since it came out, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Like it's timeless. Like that's the thing. And like there's those photos like of any shows uh, in the modern era I wish I was at. It's those shows where like, Every kid looks like they're dressed up like a vampire. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, it's so cute. I mean, I didn't when I I saw them at the fireside, and I didn't know who they were. I was just like hanging out because my friend was bartending, and and I uh, I was like, "What's up?" Like everyone coming to the show looked kind of like a cool weirdo, and and then when they started playing, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I like went out, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, who is this band? <laughs> And then I was just like, oh, cool. I'm glad it came out of the, I'm glad I popped my head out into this room. They're like, <laughs> they're like one of my, I guess they're one of my, they're probably one of my favorite bands, I suppose. Yeah. Like I would definitely like from, certainly from like nineties punk, like a hundred percent. They're on my, yeah. One of my favorites. Like they hold up, like you're saying so well. And there's so much mystique. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, but so this band Jax is kind and of the same like, vibe. Oh, sorry, go on. They, well, no, it's not like, it's not as like, uh, I mean, I only have like, I have like two of their seven inches, but they were cool live. Mm-hmm. But there there wasn't like most of the people, like the people that I knew that were in bands that were in like, like Suicide Machines, right? Or like, or like, like Derek from Suicide Machines had some, he was always like in some cool, weird, like metal band. Like he was in this band called Gaiga that were sick. But he was always, like, up to something weird. Um, But no, not really, you know? It was just, like, ska, like, lots of ska bands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really anything... Wasn't really anything I was into. Did you ever see Earth Mover? Yes. I saw saw all those bands. Oh, my God. Like, uh... Yeah, Earth Mover. And then what's the one that's, like, Wallside? Is that what they're called? Walls of Jericho? yeah that band yeah. yes i can't they're yes, yes 
Mm-hmm. Or no, I can't. That's not what they're called. I can't remember what they're called. It's like okay. the name of like a window company in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're like some hardcore band, but I remember they would always play with Earth Mover. Those are the bands that would play with like, that. they would play at Hamtramck House. It was like a straight edge spot. What, was Pitbull still going by this point or had they kind of called it a day? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I've always heard crazy stories about that band. So they're just like another band that exists largely in legend to me. Yeah, no, I don't know. But like Cold is Life, like I saw I, would, I saw them yeah. like I would see them sometimes. Just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how much of the like was it all the same kids going to all these different types of shows or is it like very different scenes? Once again, it's just your different, you know, your kind of like wide-ranging taste that's bringing you to all these different places. No, there were people that I wouldn't see. There were people that I would see at like Hamtramck house shows and at like the coffee house, like the straight like the straight edge and the hardcore scenes like had there was like overlap if they weren't just like the same you know what i mean and 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 i guess like maybe like the people that like i hung out with were the people that were into like different kinds of music because yeah they would like they're like go see green day and then Mm -hmm. but then like go to like the super like diy shows too but at that point like green day was only playing like you know 500 capacity room or something like that so yeah it wasn't what it became yeah. When, like, so when did you move to Chicago? Like after going to school in Detroit? Yeah, I moved. I moved to Chicago like uh, in, I guess, like '97. Okay. Was the what was yeah. the differences you noticed like when you moved there from Detroit as far as like the scene stuff goes? Uh, there were just more bands. There's mm-hmm. just like there were just way more bands, and there was like w- the scene was just like super active because that's when. The fireside was around and there were shows like every single night. Yeah. Yeah. So there was just like, it was just like, it was just like, it was like, you know, like thriving. Mm -hmm. And there was like, there was this place, the A-Zone. There was like this anarchist spot that would have like, like cooler, like underground, like more like underground bands would play. And like, I mean, I guess stuff at the fireside wasn't like huge bands, but like, that was all bands that like then got really huge. Right. Yeah. So it, like, seems like it was like these like big names or it's like me and my friends have heard of them, but it's like, also you could go there and like see anal cunt and there would be like 11 people there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also like such a, it's like, you're like, you're talking about like, it was like nineties is where Chicago really gets its hardcore scene. Like there's just so many bands and so many little scenes, like, like we're talking about with Detroit, but like, like 10 times tenfold. Like it's just from like the victory record stuff to the most crudo stuff to like the uh, screeching weasel stuff. Like it's just, there's just so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. That was, it was really cool that I could see like Los crudos, like whenever I wanted, once I moved here, (laughs) (laughs) that was really sick. Yeah. That's another band that holds up like, you know, like a lot of bands from that era, you know, like don't hold up as well. But, you know, Los Crudos is another band that just like that could come out today and, oh, and just, yeah. it just as vital. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's cool, too. Martina's like, I mean, obviously, like still like super active in the scene, but like he, you know, I don't know. I like Seymour. We live in the we live in the, like opposite end sort of of the same neighborhood. And yeah. it's cool. I like see him around and stuff. And he like knows my kid and like. <laughs> they have a scene you know like it's 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 pretty cute <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome. <laughs> yeah because well, like well yeah like he's someone who you know like it's still still 
true. You know, like it's just definitely like yeah. that, that's the face of punk that you want to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you find like yourself kind of f- fitting in a lot uh, and sorry, not a lot more, a little bit more in Chicago? Um I don't know. Like I feel like I just had like friends who were like who okay, so like I just mm, <laughs> I like fell in with Alkaline Trio like when they were getting like really popular and they like were all from here and had like tons of friends. So mm-hmm. like by proxy, I was like, you know, there was like a, a yeah, there were like people that I would see all the time, <laughs> you know, I guess or but it, like I don't know. I mean, I met some like cool women like like sort of like finally almost you know Mm -hmm. like I had like I didn't really have like I had like when I lived in Detroit like for that year that I was going to school art school there like I met Nicola from adult and like we became friends and then and that was cool like we were both in the photography department but like I didn't really I was always just friends with boys and like girls were always weird to me so when I came here it was kind of like I lived at this cool spot at the spot the underdog loft for a minute and like Sarah Wood, who like she toured with, uh, she toured with Los Crudos, and she was like, she's a, I think she's a, a doctor now. She's, fuck, I don't know. Like, I just and I just met like a few women. This other, this woman Kim, who's like a vegan baker. Like, I just met like some cool women, and that was nice. Like for a change, they weren't like my like best friends or whatever, and like there were just like some like badass women like this girl Zita who like still makes music and and she's in the band called Bite of No-No and Scissor Girls and like like I just I sort of I guess I could it was like looking back on it it like looks different than like how it felt because like I thought that these people were cool and like if they said hi to me you know I was like oh Oh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like they were like I mean like Sarah and him like were my are my friends, you know? Yeah. But like it sort of opened me up to like it's like, oh like you make zine, like, oh you like play band. Like they just like I didn't know everyone I knew that like did stuff like that in before was a boy. Mm. When you when you mentioned underdog records or underdog law or the space you were living in, was that affiliated with underdog records from Chicago? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like that was their spot. They had this cool loft that like no one was allowed to live in. You had to like sneak in and out really carefully when you went in and out. And this girl Michelle was gone for a couple months and and I was staying there. And it was it was awesome. I was like it was like my first sort of like proper punk house where like you know, there was like the list of chores and like yeah. you had the meetings and like it was it smelled like nutritional yeast. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. like once again like Chicago is such a uh like a a DIY kind of hub. Mhm. Yeah. I feel like that's like I was thinking about it today. I was like, what did I like? What did I do today? I like used whiteout, <laughs> like filling. I was like, you know, like filling band orders, like doing all this stuff like by hand, and I'm just like trying to like we have like a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, like going to Europe, like tour stuff in the states, and like we we have a booking agent now, but like we do everything our we do everything like ourselves. We don't have a manager or like a account. You know, I don't know. I, like I don't like and 
it's so it's so much work and i'm like so many of my friends like my age like in bands like they don't do this stuff you know and i'm like why i'm like i i just it's like such it that is like such a part of i feel like i feel like partly like from like growing up in in like you know like detroit adjacent and just seeing it's like you want it like just do it like Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know but also there's there's like part of it that's like if I like I wanna I wanna do what we're doing. Like I wanna I wanna like get what we're getting because we're doing what we're doing. Like I want like these things to happen because like we're doing the work or like like also there's just like no money. Like <laughs> I don't know how people pay people <laughs> and like <laughs> can just like do be in a band is crazy, but like I don't know. It's so much more rewarding for me to like, like I could print out the things, right? I could print out the address labels and I think it's like 20% cheaper. So it's like extra stupid that I don't, but like, I, I really enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) just from like being a kid and like mail ordering something, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, and also DIY is like, it's where it makes the art, not just the finished product, but like the process and doing it is part of the art. Like you're saying, right. like, you know, like those little things, like putting the, your, your, your handwriting on something because you want it to be like, it's coming from you as opposed to just coming from like a anonymous computer mailing stuff out. Like just as, yeah, that's, that's the art to it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always just wanted to do the things with my hands, you mm-hmm. know, like for so long, like I like doing like art for bands and stuff. Like, and even now it's like, I do everything, like I do collages and I do it. I do everything by hand. Like I don't, I just will use the computer to like scan something to send, you know, but like, I can't, I love seeing that in things personally. Like just the, it's like very basic, right? It's like, just like the human, like the human element, like the imperfection of it is like what's attractive. Yeah, well, you're, but you're, it's it's and we're moving away from it. Like everything's now drawn on like a, a tablet, so you don't even see like people's you know pencil impressions anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was like watching my friend draw something with like some program on a tablet, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like that thing straightens the line. Yeah. It, like makes sure that like yeah. the curve is like your. Ha- I was like, "That is insane!" <laughs> like, got a piece of paper, my friend. Like, what's wrong with using a piece of paper? Yeah, it's crazy. But I guess I don't know. Maybe that, and it's like better for the environment but no because you built that thing and then there was like waste created and then there's electricity you gotta charge you just it burn the paper yeah. but then where'd the paper come from i know that's the other issue right and you can't draw then you just can't draw anything <laughs> no well that's why that's why graffiti is such a popular art form because you can you can just draw on the wall with mind you the spray paint's probably bad for the environment yeah 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 but you know that's a, it's like fitting in an yeah. urban setting. That's true. <laughs> it's fitting. <laughs> so like, I obviously like hide, you know, you start later, but like, did you ever dabble with music prior to this? Had you experimented or tried any bands early? No, I was, well, no, that's not true. I played bass in like this, like, uh, I guess like punk band in Detroit, uh, for a couple practices. Like we, it was like not, a, it, I, I don't even remember if we had a name, like, mm. but I don't think that counts, you know, <laughs> just like drinking forties with your friends. Like, I don't know. 
but no, I didn't really have any interest at all. Uh, I, it again, like it wasn't like I sort of like escaped my reality through music that was like not a part of my that was sort of like not that accessible to me. Like you know, growing up, I would say like I, you couldn't just go like see the band that like made me feel good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so it it's sort of like. I lost my train of thought. Damn it! No, no, you're, no. You're you were you're talking about like you know like music was an escape for you, so you never really, I guess, felt inclined to try. Ah, and yes, it. yes, yes. I didn't. It. I, I didn't seem. Yeah, and like. Yeah, I wasn't drawn to it in a way that like I felt like that like that might be something I want to do. Like mm-hmm. it didn't look. It didn't. And I couldn't, like, like the things that I liked were, or, you know, it's like Crass, for example, right? It's like, where was I going to, how, like, like that's already, like, perfect, right? And, like, who am I going to find that understands this thing, you know? This is, like, yeah. my teenage brain that, like, understands this enough. And, like, that art was so powerful, like, the music, but, like, the visual art, like, and that's what I was, that's what I was into when I was younger more, you know? So, like just personally, like as a form of expression, which I still, it's like, that's how I've been a visual artist. Like since, you know, that's what I've always done. Mm -hmm. So, so sort of like I had like the outlet that I, that I needed until it like, wasn't until it wasn't enough anymore. And then I, and then I wanted to do something more like, uh, I don't know. It's weird because like in a way like like visual art feels more personal because it's like no one can ever no one everyone can have like their idea of what it's about or I can tell them what it's about but like that sort of like transfer of of like my creative energy into like whatever that piece is is there's something about it like that I can't explain or or, you know, maybe like five years later, I'll be like, oh, fuck, I totally know what that was about, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like, um, it's like, it just comes from like, maybe just for me, at least like a more sort of like obscure place, like, right. But with, with, with the band, with music, it's like, literally like your physical body is like part of what you're doing you know like you're using like your vocal cords like there's no taking you out of it and like with something that you put it's like people can attach anything that they want to it and you can sort of be like anonymous in 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 like their process of like connecting with it but with the band like you can't Mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe that wasn't something that i like, I didn't think about that, like, before starting the band, but, like, when I think about, like, sort of how just my, like, creative practice has changed since the band, that's, like, a big part of it to me is that, like, that, like, there's a, there, I feel just the way that, like, people connect differently with it is maybe something that, like, I just, like, wasn't interested in and, or, or like, just didn't really, like, uh, it didn't feel, I didn't feel compelled to, to, to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I guess there's also like, there's that direct address that, you know, with music where you're like, you're saying like you're, you're directly addressing your audience in a way that, uh, like it's, it's a lot more, um, 
disarming, I guess, as an artist to be out there on stage and have to like present your art to an audience to their faces. Right. Yeah. To, I, yeah. I, in a, I mean, for me, like, I don't, I'm like not, unless someone's like doing something that's bothering me, like, I'm not very conscious of like the fact. I mean, I know that there's people at the show and like people are looking at me, but like that's not a part of like my experience, you know? Okay. Like, it's, it's like, uh, I just, it's hard. I can't, I can't. No, no, <laughs> I totally, no I, it is hard to put this up in words. I totally get it. And I think, yeah, <laughs> but like, I think it's interesting how, you know, like, I think that's one of the, you know, cause obviously you've got like a, like such a powerful, like physical voice too. like, in addition to like the lyrics being written and stuff like that. But I mean, like, just like the, the physical voice and to have that just ready, you know, and just like waiting mm-hmm. for all these years and just to, I find it, I find it really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, uh, it definitely feels like that. I'm like, Oh, cause when we started the band, I was like, how am I supposed to sing? Like, where do I sing? Like, what does, what is me singing? Like, mm-hmm. what even is that? You know? And like, after a few things, I was like, Oh, this is it. Like, here it is. <laughs> but like, you don't know until like, you just like naturally do it. And it, it, at first it's like, it definitely like felt really weird because I was like, I didn't want to sound like anybody, but it's like the only singing I'd ever done was like singing along to records that I like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but when no one's doing it, like you can't ape it. So like who, like what's your voice? Like mm-hmm. it's a cool process, like mm-hmm. finding it and then being, and cause now I'm like, okay, okay. Like I understand this now. And like, now I'm like, now I want some like looping pedals and I want to like, do weird shit you know yeah like i have a vocal processor but i don't i just have like reverb and delay on it so i don't have to talk to the sound person <laughs> or like so i can cut down <laughs> yeah i get on that my conversation <laughs> this sounds like no sh- no shade but like it's it's not always easy you know yeah um so like but but it has so many other functions <laughs> <laughs> And, and like maybe now I'll like start to use them. Who knows? Yeah, well, it, it's just like it's it's amazing once you do find that voice, like just all the places you want to take it. Yeah, 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 and it like in, it you know the way it like informs like even I don't know it's like I don't know how I could how I could like express express like what those those songs like without that like action like there's no i feel like there's not another way to like deliver that message you know so who yeah like who are you know these inspirations that you found that eventually you're like i i not that you want to do the same thing obviously but that you want to express yourself like these people are expressing themselves i mean i i like actively don't want to do it like don't want to do that you know what i mean like i like but like you know like the like the spirit sort of of pe- like yeah. like Eve Libertine right like for so Reality Asylum like that mm-hmm. like her her vocals on that track are like she's like spitting them out at you yeah. like that disdain you know what I mean that just like like that like that makes that shit like makes me smile it like warms my heart because I know that like searing 
like just like that like that putrid hate you know what I mean like I have that inside my body and when when you see it or hear it in someone else you're just like yeah <laughs> like it makes me like it makes me like smile and like cry yeah. at the same time like like it's it's fucking amazing like it makes me feel alive you know mm-hmm. like I feel so seen <laughs> <laughs> and like and like so were, were there any like when did you think you found your punk or are you still looking for it? Like, you know, like obviously you've been involved in like so many different scenes. Like we've just talked about like the, the breadth of underground DIY music in America. Like, did you find ever a place or a scene or a group of bands where you're like, this is my punk or this is what I think this, this is my ideal. I mean, I think like, there are bands now, like there are a lot of like, like, bands now like artists um that i like uh can uh what's the word what is it called when you like uh you you see yourself in them identify with uh, i guess yeah yes that i can identify with yeah yeah. like like with where they're coming from and like Mm -hmm. how they like emote right Mm -hmm. um and that's really cool and it does feel like a scene you know it's like pretty disjointed. Like you don't live in the same cities or like whatever, but it's sort of like a movement, right? Like mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, like a shared energy that like, n- like, I don't know. Um, but, but I would say like that this, like that, that we can make like, like with this project, like we just make whatever we want, you know? Yeah. And it's like, where I'm not like, are people going to like this song or like, what, like, is this, like, does this sound good? Right. Or like, it's not like there, there's not a consideration like, uh, like to like, to sort of like the finished product, let's say. Right. So we're just like doing what we want to do. And the fact that like people are, are like, like connect with that and like that you know Deus wanted to put out our record like that like people come to our shows that like bands ask us to go out with them like that 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 like anyone like feels a connection with what we're doing like that's it you know like like that's it it's really cool I don't know um like I've been, I've been like, I guess I don't want to be like, I've been a starving artist like all my life, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I've been just like hustling. Like I've had a couple regular jobs, but I like make art and like just do like a a bunch of different stuff for money and like do the band now. And it's like, I've been comfortable with not, with living like hand to mouth for, for not that long, but maybe for like, I don't know, maybe like seven years, I would say. Right. And it's like really freeing. And, and it's scary because I have a kid, but like, I'm, you know, like, I'm not like solely, I'm not not like a hundred percent financially responsible for her. Like her dad, her, like her dad is around, like taking care of things in a lot of ways. And I can, I like, I don't know, like, 
there's like a freedom to like not giving a fuck about money, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 getting to 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 do getting to like go getting to like travel still is like so sick because when I worked for bands I would go, you know, I would like we would tour the states like, you know, a number of times a year like North America and it's like you go to Japan and Australia like every other year, you go to Europe like every year and it's like I loved that. Mm. And I missed it. And yeah. like getting to do it now, like having people like ask like want like like getting to do that now like for it I don't know. It's sick and it's like people are like, "Oh, you're so successful. Like it's going really great." You know, and it's like I'm fucking broke. Yeah, they don't see it. They don't see the struggle. At all. Yeah, but it's like I like, but actually, like I like my daughter was like, "What? Like, what's your what's your dream job?" And I'm like, "I don't like job. Like, I don't have a dream job." Like, she's like, "Well, what would you like? What would you want to do if you could do anything?" And I was like, "Holy shit! Like, if I could do anything, I would do what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like it, but it would be cool if I wasn't like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Money, whatever, whatever. Yeah, to do it and be independently wealthy would also be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, I was like, oh, that's sick. Like, so then I feel like that I won, right? Like, and and that like in in like my like my like sort of like fantasy world of punk like that's it like Mm. if you can navigate this like system like that we're that we're in here like this like late capitalist like hell on earth like if you can if you can if you're doing what you want to do like whoa man (laughs) let's i don't know or maybe that's just like what i tell myself to like feel okay (laughs) i don't know (laughs) I, oh, I think I think you're, I think you're right. Like that's the that's the dream, right? Like to be, to just be able to do something, you know, make art and have people respond to your art and have that be enough is the, is the yeah. dream. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't buy anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love that. <laughs> like it's sick. I buy like food. You know, like like just sort of like dipping out of that system, but like still being like seriously every time someone like buys a t-shirt i'm like hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) like it's so cool that people like want to support what we're doing like that's like it's fucking awesome yeah i I could totally tip out of capitalism if weed and records were free i would just Mm -hmm. drop it i would be like i don't need money anymore (laughs) at all I buy weed, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> See, that's the- <laughs> it feels like groceries. <laughs> yeah, no, same, same. Exactly. No, it's if it's not on the shelves, it's like we got to get go to the weed store and get some weed, which you can do now here, and and you can do soon anywhere. It seems like, well, not anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More they and pa- more places. Yeah, in in Chicago, like they passed it, and and I guess next year it's like gonna be live. But where are you? You live in Canada, Toronto, Canada. Yeah. So, ah, yeah, cool. It's, it's, uh, yeah, like it's, it's funny though. It's, it's kind of fucked up weed, you know, like leave it to the government to find a way to take a lot yeah. of weed. No, totally. I was there like right before that show I was saying where we did the well fed fuck cover was mm-hmm. that. Do you know that place, the coffin factory? Oh, I've you heard, know, I've heard like, of that house. Yeah, uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It was like the last show that they were doing. But like when, when we went, when we just went to do that, like it was right after. 
like it like weed had become legal and the government was running it and yeah. like all the dispensaries were closed yeah. like all of them and i was yeah. like wait a minute we were here like two months ago and there was like this cute little place by the flower shop and like you know that i was like wait like what's going on like they're all gone yeah then, then we were in montreal like a few days later and they were all like yeah we got weed it's not government weed either and i was like this is so cool <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny like it's just like of course they're gonna like fuck it up like duh i'm sure it's gonna be like that in chicago it's gonna be like some fucking like corrupt garbage system mm-hmm. yeah it's the same it's the same people that make money off everything they want to make money off yeah. of this so they're gonna push out the people that were involved in the industry to do that Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's sad. It's cool. Yeah. No, sorry, not to bum me out with that one. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> but um, but uh, the cops aren't going to arrest you for smoking weed anymore. So that's that's a good thing. So there's a there's like you know a little bit of an upside to this whole thing. But yeah, back to more pleasant topics. Um, I think one of the things you mentioned that I find fascinating is we live in this time where. You know, like we, we, you know, like you're talking about, you came from a time where it was all geographical scenes, like you were the Chicago scene or there's like the, the larger Detroit area kind of scene and the Oakland scene. And now because of technology, like, you know, Hyde can be part of a scene of bands all over the world. Right. Yeah. Truly. It's cool, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah. (laughs) i don't really like look i don't i don't i don't listen to music on the internet or like check stuff out like that like (laughs) yeah all the stuff that i know is because like we've played with these bands or someone was like check out this band so Mm -hmm. i still don't people are like are you on spotify i'm like i don't know (laughs) i think so (laughs) you are you are i promise uh, you you are right yeah because of the yeah because day is dead yeah but so but uh you know, I don't know. I don't engage with it that way yet. So it doesn't feel, it, it doesn't really feel like that. But then also like, like, you know, I guess I do because like we're on Instagram and like yeah. our friends and fans, you know, we like talk to bands that we don't know that way sometimes, <laughs> but it's like all, it's all real life stuff. Mostly like the connections, I guess, like that, that we're having but yeah i i don't i guess i don't really understand how how like that all kind of like affects things because it's not how i like interface with it Mm -hmm. but it's cool like that there's an opportunity now for like a kid like yourself who's looking for another kid that that does connect with crass that way yeah can find it yeah 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 that's true i like the the concept of like meeting a friend on the it's like when you're a kid it's like i can't even i'm like oh yeah you could just like meet someone that likes (laughs) the same things as you like yeah that's weird like yeah i think it's good and it's also like maybe not good but ultimately like well my experience they just want to meet kids that's good for sharing art yeah yeah right Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a lot of kids meet to talk about their Fortnite skins and, and a lot of Fortnite conversations yeah. so far that I've witnessed. Yeah. Um, uh, this has been unbelievable, Heather, and I've kept you for a long time. And I was wondering at some point in the future, would you come back for a part two? Ah, oh, totally. Yeah, that would be awesome. It was really nice talking. Well, really not when people are like, that was so nice. They're like, that was fun. I'm like, uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I enjoyed <laughs> Sorry, I enjoyed talking to you too. I, I had a really good time. But before I let you go, can I ask you one question? Because 
as a, as a musician myself, this is one of my, my dreams that I've never gotten to achieve. What's it like being a sub pop singles club artist? <laughs> well, my life has really changed since, this, since I, that release, you know, like <laughs> I've always said, I want to get a sub pop tattoo. If I ever had that happen, I was going to get a sub pop tattoo. No, that is really cute. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, no, I, it's cool. Like for right, you know, like when they first asked us to do that, I was like, I would just be like, Hey, Seth, like my bandmate, I'd be like, Seth, yeah. I'd be like, what? And I'd be like, sub pop, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then like, at, you know, after a week I was like, you know, whatever. Like, and then when it came out, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And it's like third man pressed it. So I think that's cool because I lived in Detroit and it's like in Detroit. So I think that that's really cute. But, but mostly the exciting thing about that for me was like, I looked at the artist list um, and figured out that like our name would be next to hole. And my daughter loves hole. And I was like, this is going to be cool later. This is like a, like, this is like a big gun I can pull out and be yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, it is like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's so cool that Deus was like, that's awesome. You should do it. Cause I know a lot of people like on labels, like of this, you know, sort of like of, in this realm, like level or whatever, where like they, can't, they, they aren't like, they're like beholden to them in a way that like, mm-hmm. they can't like work with other people. And so it's like really cool that Deus was like, that's so good for you guys. Like, that's so cool. Like, congratulations, you know? Yeah, no, it's like, and that, and that, like, you know, I, you hope that a label would be smart enough to realize that like a sub pop singles club thing is almost yeah. just like, it's like a, a, yeah. a badge of achievement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's really cute. It's cute. It was like, um, I don't know. I don't like think that that many things are cool. <laughs> so I, I said, like, so it takes kind of a long time for me to like be like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> like that's a thing, you know. <laughs> uh, like Seth, Seth texted me today, and he was like, he was like, did you see this email where there's like this, uh, like, or it's like some, you know, like stamp of approval from like a verified music thing. And I was yeah. like, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't, what are you like? What time are you going to be here? Like, I don't know what that is. He's like, dude, what is the matter with you? You know, I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but the sub pop single cuts through, right? Like that's something yeah. special. special. Yeah. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I like, I think, I think that it's, I, I, I think it's cool. Yeah. You know? Oh, I'm jealous. I, don't, I tell you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I wish I was more excited about it for you. <laughs> no, it's totally. Hey, there's a lot of things on this show. Like, you know, I got th- I got excited about talking about thoughts of Ionesco. So believe me, there's a lot of things that excite me that don't excite everyone in this world. <laughs> no, that's, I'm always like, oh, this thing's going to be sold out. Like, it's going to be crazy. There's not going to, I got to get there early. And I go and there's like 12 people and I'm like, right, 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 right. Like, yes. just because you like it doesn't mean like anybody else likes it at all. <laughs> but then it's like one of those things where, you know, eventually the world catches up, right? Like totally. Look, yes. Look yes. at, look at insane clown posse. Look at the white stripe. Exactly. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 No, totally. I saw right after I moved to Chicago, I saw the white stripes at the empty bottle, just like small. And it was so cool. Like they're, they're that's not like really my thing, but I was like, Oh, it'd be cool to see this band, like at this small place. And they were amazing. Like mm-hmm. they were, it was like right when they were blowing up, but, but yeah. Or like, man, do you remember that band today is the day? Oh, 
Steve Austin. Love that. You like them? Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're so good. That stuff holds up too. Yeah. Like, like, like crazy. But, but like, I can't tell you how many times I saw them and there was like, seriously, like seven people in the room. (laughs) (laughs) There's like no one there. And I'd be like, oh, it's going to be sold out. I should have got tickets. Like, there's like nobody there. No one there. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> you know, like that, that's why, that's why there's like, you know, the bands that you, you should have been there for it because these people weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I should have been there for these today of the day shows. I'm, I'm, I wish I was there. I just only saw them once and it was way later. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them like when they had, it was when, uh, Bill and, I think Braun, we're like from Macedon, we're playing with him and it was insane. Oh, <laughs> it was awesome. so good. Yeah. That's awesome. So good. Um, well, Heather, I, once again, thank you so much for coming. Okay. On yeah. Show. We're trying to get off, we're trying to get off the phone. <laughs> well, no, believe me. I, I, I'm trying to let, let you go back to your life because I could just, <laughs> I, you know, I was like Earth Mover, I kept mercifully short. I could make that conversation go way longer. Don't worry. <laughs> part two. Part two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> Thank you, Heather, for coming on the show. And you heard right there, Heather will be back for part two in the future. Speaking of future, though, next week on the show, we got we got someone who's a blast from my past and someone who makes consistently amazing music from the past to the present, James Alex of the band Beach Slang and of Weston and an AFI riot witness. We will get into all of that next week on the show. I'm, I'm excited for this one. Oh my gosh. I'm excited for this one. And that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Go out there and make your own culture, sign your organ donor cards, uh, you know, and, and I'll, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.